For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this Chargers podcast. I am your host, Fernando Ramirez, joined alongside number 41 on the field and number one in your heart, Chargers fullback Lorenzo Neal. Lorenzo, my man, how are we doing today? You know what? One word, legendary. That's right, man. I'm absolutely legendary. We're above ground. It's a beautiful day. It's a great day to be alive. Free agency has finally hit us. It's upon us. Teams are making moves. A lot of great talent out in the open market. Some guys would have never left, but unfortunately with COVID and there are some bargains. And I'm telling you, there is blood in the water. There's fish in water. You name it. There's going to be some buyers, sellers. But I'm going to tell you right now, you can get a lot of bargains, especially with this year's free agency with the salary cap taking hits that it's taken, Fernando. Yeah, I know, definitely. And it's funny because I left my phone on the countertop. I was making myself breakfast. I think it was yesterday, the day before my mom's like, your phone is uh, on, your phone's on, your phone's on, your phone. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so I fo- I, I have a couple of uh, people on Twitter who obviously like it, whenever they tweet, my phone uh, lights up and sh- I, she's like, your phone lights up more than a Christmas tree. I'm like, Hey, it's free agency, <laughs> baby. That's what happens. Free agency is madness. Right. One second, <laughs> 15 players are getting signed. The next, uh, the next i everything's dead and quiet but hey that's what we love about free agency this is the this is literally the most fun you're going to have right now in the off season because it really tests out how much players are going to get paid and how much loyalty uh uh teams are going to show other players so honestly um it's 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 a great time and i wonder lorenzo with what's going on right now in the nfl the betting betting lines must be crazy don't you think i mean right now <laughs> people must be going crazy making bets absolutely and if they are if they where can they go if they're if they're right now if they want to make bets with march madness with the nfl free draft coming up with free agency where's a safe place where's a safe place for nano to go make a bet and make some money do you well, have we, anything for us this, there's a thing lorenzo we got people's back so obviously we're gonna we're gonna give you guys a little a little inside scoop. It's betonline.ag. They got everything. NBA starting to get crazy right now. NFL free agency. I mean, if quarterbacks start moving and stuff, we're gonna see a lot of up and down uh, movements on bets. And then March Madness starts today, Thursday, Lorenzo. So everything is starting to heat up. They also cover awards. TV shows and reality TV. Bet Online has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. Head to the website to use your Movo de- or or use your Movo device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Love it. Love Bet Online. I tell you what, I've been making some money on it. I've lost a little bit, but I tell you I made more than I've, I've made more than I lost and it's very very simple. betonline.ag freaking go in got the nice little app and send you reminders they'll give you even tips who you can bet on it's a really really easy uh, really, really easy site to go on 
very, very easy, Fernando. So, yeah, so definitely yep. go and bet online, AG, and check it out and see if you can make some money. Yeah. Speaking of making money, man, are the are are the Chargers making money with the free agents they're picking up? I know they we've got two 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 another one, just uh, another offensive lineman. When you look at this Chargers team, Fernando, and you only have one offensive lineman that is going to be on this roster, so that means you are changing out four new pieces. And tell me, how do you think that's good for this Charger team? The thing, Lorenzo, last year we saw the way this offensive line was. And, Lorenzo, you've been on teams where they've had very good offensive lines, and you see the difference it makes. That is the reason. I mean, obviously, you were a big reason why LT had 1,000 yards as well. But when you have a great offensive line, you're able to do a lot of different things. But really what it does, it protects your quarterback. The Chargers want Justin Herbert to be their quarterback for the next 15 to 20 years. If you want that to happen, you need a great offensive line in front of you. The Chargers are noticing that, and that's why they went out and got Corey Lindsley from the Packers, the number one rated center in the NFL. Then later that day, they end up getting uh, left guard Matt Failer. Yeah, Matt Failer, sorry. I don't, I don't, don't want to butcher, yeah, don't don't butcher any names. Yeah, Matt Failer. <laughs> they get him from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I'll let you. Yeah. Yeah. So he is a versatile player. He played, he started off playing tackle and then they moved him to left guard last year he did a good he did a very good job at left guard so the chargers noticed that they brought him in and now they have three right now they have three starters already they had brian bulaga who they moved over from last year to, or brian bulaga was signed last year from the green bay packers so they, they he's going to be the right tackle you have lindsley that's going to be the center and then you have uh, Filer, who's going to be your left guard. So now it's left guard. tackle and uh, left tackle and right guard. That now you left need a guard. left guard. guard. My bad. Sorry, right. I, I apologize. I apologize. Yeah. So you're left you, guard. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So you need your left tackle, and now you're looking for your right guard. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. But today, Lorenzo, another thing that they did, they signed Jared Cook, tight end. You're pretty familiar with him, aren't you, from uh, when he was with the Raiders and, and kind of the way he's grown as a tight end throughout the years? Yeah, I think it's just a good move by the Chargers. Jared Cook is a you know, it's very serviceable tight end. The guy can, you know, can, can make plays. He's capable of making plays. Uh, pretty decent in, a, in, in the run game. I don't think it's necessarily a step up um, yeah. at the tight end position, but definitely a very serviceable tight end. And sometimes you got to make sacrifices elsewhere in order to build your team. And that's why you're talking about bringing in Matt, uh, bringing in Matt at the guard position, you know, making sure you fill that left guard position. Now that's been filled. You know, you look at now trying to fill the right guard position, but you're building, you're building within the trenches. You've already got your be the best center in, in the game, best grade um, you could get uh, as center. So you got that piece and you got your, you know, your, your left guard taken care of, and you know, and now you're going to be looking for the right. So, you know, got your left tackle taken care of. So you have some holes that you've been plugging and filling yeah. And it's just unfortunate. It's casualties, casualties that, you know, that are going to happen when you're trying to fill and round out your team. And right now they say, look, we need to make sure we can protect our quarterback. And unfortunately, Henry well, probably won't be a charger any longer, but uh, this guy's going to make his money. He's a good tight end, a very good tight end. But uh, you do got to build in the trenches and the Chargers are doing a good job of protecting their man. Yeah, no, and you can definitely tell um, Hunter Henry got 13 and a half million 
from the Patriots, and they obviously got John New Smith. Patriots right now are throwing money at a lot of different uh, players right now. But definitely the Chargers had to sacrifice the talent. They know what Hunter Henry brings leadership. He was a captain last year. They know what he brings to the leadership aspect. They know what he brings on the field. They just had to make a call, and they thought, you know what, it's better if we get if we get um if we get the offensive line built around justin and then maybe who knows they could go draft uh, a tight end this year as well because i don't think it's just going to be jared cook jared cook is 34 years old i feel like the char he's a very serviceable player it's funny uh chris harry the chargers team reporter had a, a good stat today he said that uh travis kelsey has had 26 touchdowns in the last three years second behind second tight end behind him jared, jared cook, cook. 22 touchdowns so hey he's gonna be a red zone threat so you you need to go out there saints too right yeah he was with the saints last year he he scored a 41 yard touchdown against the chargers on monday night football yeah i i i I like jared he's with the chargers like you said with the chart with um now with the chargers but you watching what he did with the saints and how drew Brees got him involved in the offense and i don't really consider him a tight end i mean this is a guy that moves off the line scrimmage you can line up him in the slot. He can, you know, he's very, very fast. He can stretch the field, and he's a playmaker. He makes some big plays. So, yes, I think Henry Bars is better in the run game. But if you're just talking about route running and explosive guys can make big time plays, it, you might have gotten a little bit of upgrade. Yeah. You know, don't know how much thread is left on the tires of Jared Cook. But if you're just talking about a guy that you need to line up in a slot to go make a play on a, on a, on a linebacker, he's gonna he's gonna dismantle him. So I think that you did. Uh, you know that, so I, I look at it that way. But they still have to upgrade. Isn't it interesting, though, Fernando? You made a talk. You're talking about, you know, Henry goes out and get 13 million from, you know, from the Patriots. And the Patriots, what do they do? They let several offensive linemen like go. You know, uh, end up yeah. going, leaving the building. But is is that? Do you think is that because the Patriots don't have their quarterback? So they're, they're, they're are they saying? Hey, let's be explosive. Let's just try to have big play receivers and tight end. What? What's kind of? What is? Tell me what you think, Belichick's. I know this is a Chargers podcast, but yeah. I want to get inside your football mind and, and tell me what you think this process, thought process, is when you see them going after more skill position and letting a lot of great linemen that was on the Patriots team get out the door. You know what, Lorenzo? I, I feel like I think a lot differently than a lot of people. The way I see this is, Bill Belichick knows he has a weakness. He's not very good at drafting wide receivers and he's not very good at drafting tight ends. I know he drafted Aaron Hernandez and he drafted um, Rob Gronkowski, Gronkowski a couple of years ago, but he, the last year he drafted two tight ends and, the, and they both had five catches total in the season combined. Five catches what Gronkowski had in the Super Bowl uh, by himself. So, so I think what I think what he's telling himself is, I can make a, uh, Bill Belichick's telling himself, I can build a makeshift offensive line and succeed. So I think he's he's saying, I'm gonna go get playmakers who are already established and I feel like I can fit in my uh, on my team and Cam Newton can thrive with those playmakers and I'll sacrifice the offensive line. Why? Because I can make a makeshift offensive line. I can do, I, I'm good at drafting, and Bill Belichick, to his credit, has been very good at drafting offensive linemen in the past. He's done a very good job of doing that, but I feel like right now what he's doing is he is sacrificing a little bit of the offensive line play because they let go of uh, Andrews. Andrews is a free agent, their center. Uh, Joe Th- uh, Tooney, he's now with the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know right. how they made that move. That move was impressive. They paid him five years, 80 million. 
Um, but definitely, I think the Patriots are sacrificing a little bit like that. And they're going to say, we're going to beat you with our playmakers and we're going to beat you with our defense. Man, I'll tell you, Lorenzo, that defense has some returning players. Some players sat out last year because of uh, COVID and everything. Donta Hightower, some other players, they're going to be back this year. And that Patriots defense is going to be back. And I definitely feel like the, uh, the offense is going to be a little bit more explosive. Last year, Cam Newton, I believe, uh, only threw for like eight or nine touchdowns. I think what Bill Belichick is thinking is I need to get them red zone targets. That's where they really dropped off a little bit was in the red zone. So I feel like what what he's trying to do is get them red zone threats, but again, get them speed and reliable guys who can make plays. So I feel like Bill Belichick is saying, I'll sacrifice my offensive line to get these playmakers and bring them uh, bring in established playmakers onto our team. Well, well no, I, I, I'm glad you explained that because I'm, I'm still kind of baffled because I think that, you know, you build in the trenches. You know, yeah. Kansas City realized they got this a multi-billion dollar quarterback that they got 500 million. And what does he do? Restructures deal to help build in the line to make yeah. sure they get the offensive line. Because it, you saw in the Super Bowl, he's Superman without the cape. He could not make the things happen because his offensive line broke down in numerous places. So he could not be the quarterback that we're accustomed to see him playing. Mm-hmm. So what is the, what does Kansas City do? They go out in free agency and address that issue. Man, that they almost – sorry to interrupt you. They almost got Trent Williams, the left tackle from the from right. the 49ers. They almost signed him, but San Francisco made a last-ditch effort. I was up at 2 a.m. I, I, I was up at 2 a.m. I can't remember why. I look at my phone and I see, God, he got five years, 138. I'm like, I need to go back to sleep before uh, this – this uh, all this money uh, that I'm never going to see in my life just comes up and, and, and keeps me up. But definitely what you're saying is correct. My bad. Uh, Kansas City is building their offensive line. No question. Five years. Man, I, Trent, five years, 120 million bucks. That's good money. That, 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 that is, yeah, you can buy a couple, you can buy a couple, couple soda pops, cans of soda with that. My <laughs> exactly. God. Um, Lorenzo, when, yeah. when, you, when you see all this madness going on, uh, in the NFL, like right now, I don't know if you heard, but Mitchell Trubisky just signed with the Buffalo Bills to be the backup to Josh Allen. Mitchell Trubisky's five years or four years removed or five years removed from being a, a third overall pick, and now he's the backup to Josh Allen. What what, what do you think about this move? I, I, I think that's a great lateral move for him because he knows he's not – Bills and, – and here's the deal. Josh Allen's not intimidated. Josh Allen's a Fresno kid, you know, fireball from the Central Valley. I'm going to get you down here, brother. This is the raising capital of the world down here in Fresno. I got to get you down here, Fernando. Got to get you down here to hang out. I'll show you how we do it down here. But Josh Allen, good old country boy. He's from Fireball. He was raised on a farm. Parents, he comes from a good good family. You know, so this guy doesn't mind competition. And it's great that for, I think it's great for Trubisky to go to a place where he knows he has no ambitions to start. He knows he's not starting. Josh Allen's getting probably going to get paid here after this year. Um, um, so he's just in a great place for him to learn and be in a situation where he's not going to be thrown to the thrown to the wolves. I think this is a great opportunity for uh, for him, Trubisky, to go to Buffalo and get in a system where he can learn how to become a quarterback because he was just thrusted in that position yeah. and he fell and he bombed miserably. So I, I don't I, I can see that. I think that could be a good fit. Now let's move on to some more madness. I mean, over the weekend we're hearing. Oh, hey, guys, uh, Chicago's about to be very aggressive when it comes to Deshaun Watson Russell, uh, and Russell Wilson, but they end up with Andy Dalton. I mean, and he came out a little bit ago in his press conference and said, I was told I'm here to start. So 
I don't know what to make of all this. I mean, what what do you? I mean, I I, I heard the I heard two starters, three first round draft picks, and I can't remember what else was offered to Seattle for Russell Wilson, but they said no. One, let me ask you, Lorenzo. One, do you feel like the relationship between Pete Carroll and oh, you know what? I'm gonna put it to you like this: which relationship feels like could be mended? The Russell Wilson with the Seahawks or Deshaun Watson with the um, with the Texans. And my second question to you is, were you surprised by Andy Dalton uh, being now the Bears, uh, the Bears quarterback? And Andy Dalton's not to be Danny Dalton is just as much Bears quarterback than you or I, than you or I is. <laughs> that, that means to tell you that it's not a long. It's not going to be long. They've got him there. Is he a serviceable quarterback? Yes. If they have to start him, is he better than Mitchell Trubisky? No question. I think we both would agree on that. But Andy Dalton had last year the opportunity to walk into a place and take over, walk into Dallas Cowboys with all those weapons that he had, and to go take this team and deep, the team that didn't have a defense. Dallas Cowboys defense was horrible, but they had offensive weapons. Andy Dalton, he failed. He failed miserably. He cracked under pressure. Didn't show me the consistency that I needed to see. And it goes to show you that's where they paid Dak Prescott that type of money. Because they got to see how much he really carried this team. Andy Dalton is not that guy, um, Fernando. I looked at him. I think he's a stopgap quarterback. I don't believe that he has it. I think that he has to have a lot of things in place for him to be successful. And he can't just carry a team. So I don't believe that this is the final move Chicago Bears is going to do, especially at the quarterback position. It's hey, Come on, Fernando. Andy Dalton. Who Are you excited about Redhead Ginger? Are you excited? Man, I'll tell you one thing. His so they had him sitting behind and behind him. They had the Chicago Bears emblem and everything. His hair matched the 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 orange inside of the sea. So it was oh, hilarious. Oh, it was oh. hilarious to see that. It was hilarious. But you're terrible. Lorenzo, you're terrible. No, you're terrible, Fernando. No, you're horrible. No, I'm not. Look at it was you. Just, it was an observation that I saw. But Lorenzo, I think you're I think you're ducking me right now. I I, I want to know which which you know what. Before I do that, let's talk about loyalty a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about yes. loyalty. Let's talk a little bit about nice. loyalty. Before we get into team loyalty and player loyalty, um, let's talk a little bit about sneakers. Want yes. to give you guys a brief moment to talk about our new sponsor, eBay. Whether rare, dead stock, or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. You got Le They got LeBrons. They got Kobe's. They got MJ's. They got everything you want. KD's. They also have a team of sneaker authentic authenticators that verify the box, the logo, the stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. They also send you a, a digital stamp of authenticity, which is great. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for you sneaker sellers out there, eBay has also eliminated all selling fees on sneakers of $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. So when we're talking loyalty, Lorenzo, which relationship is can be fixed between Russell Wilson and between, um, and between, uh, the Texans, and the Texans and Deshaun Watson. Yes, thank you for the save. Which one do yeah, you feel well, could be saved uh, more? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, just like eBay, I'm there to save you and making sure that it's real and authentic. You're the best. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think I think really, I think it's Deshaun Watson because he doesn't deal with necessarily the owners and the GMs every day. 
uh, so you got to think about the coach and him. The coach hasn't did anything to him. He's got a new coach, new coach there. So I think that that relationship has never even started, had a chance to be, be tainted. In Seattle, Pete Carroll is all, says all, and make things happen. And Pete Carroll can talk to Russell and do those things. But at the same sense, Russell knows a lot of things that go on behind the scenes and know a lot of different things. So Russell can see some of those things. So I think that is he, is it, is Pete Carroll that jolly old Chris, you know, jolly old Santa that's kind of wore out his welcome? I think that maybe that, that, that charismatic spot that Russell's looking at and saying, no, I'm tired, Pete. I'm tired of making you look good. I'm tired. I'm tired of having get carrying your team to a playoffs. I'm tired of doing all that stuff and everyone else is getting the credit when I'm scrambling and, and, and trying to run for my life. And this team just says, Oh, Russell improvise. It's all about Russell. Russell will make the plays. Oh, Russell will do this. So I think you're in a situation where Russell seen, uh, had seen that in, I've seen it there. It's like, um, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, it's just, we're not going to take it so <laughs> anymore. So, <laughs> so I, I think that one's probably harder. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm I might go the other way just because Deshaun Watson sat with the head coach and told him, dude, I don't want to I, I don't want to be here. I mean, that's one of those things where you really look at it. And David Coley seems like he's a, a pros pro. He's been around the NFL for years, and he's finally getting an opportunity. I'm happy for him. I just I just think they signed Tyrod Taylor yesterday, so that really makes me think that Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starter. I, I'm really interested to see the way they're going to be able to um, what way they're going to be able to go. I, I've noticed some teams have really not spent all that much money in free agency. And I'm wondering to myself, are they not spending because they think that they can get Deshaun Watson and ultimately land him? So that's really my because Denver is one of the teams that's been mentioned. Denver really hasn't done a lot when it comes to spending in free agency. Uh, when you look at a team like San Francisco, San Francisco really hasn't done much. And San Francisco is one of those teams that has been named in the Deshaun Watson. Miami, I was I was interested in, but I think recently my, Miami right now just got Will Fuller from Houston. And that, okay, and there's another one. So I, I, I'll, I'll buy into this, uh, into this and come into my world a little bit, Lorenzo. They just signed Will Fuller. That is Deshaun Watson's receiver from Houston. Could Miami be telling Deshaun Watson, hey, dude, we got Devontae Parker. We got your buddy, Will Fuller. We got a team. We got a coach with some energy. Come down here to Miami. We got everything you want down here. We got the nightlife. We got everything. So do you think that, um, first of all, if you're him, how would you line up these three teams? Which team do you want to go to, Lorenzo? Do you want to go to Denver? Do you want to go to, San to Miami? <laughs> Miami. There you go. I think Miami is on the up and uh, up and coming. They were ten and six last year, barely missed the playoffs. No question. I'm gonna tell you right now. I, I think that San Francisco has their window starting to close, and mm. you're talking about even look at Chicago. Don't know if they have enough, but without a doubt, Fernando, I'm in the same church, same pew, and hell, I'll sit on your lap. <laughs> I, I'm taking Miami the Dolphins. That's right, Miami Dolphins. They got a lot of young players. They're under the cap. They, they put themselves in a great position. They, they love Flores. The coach has done a great job of building, running out a lot of the riffraff. This team barely missed the playoffs. You put Deshaun Watson on this team, I'm telling you, they may be favored to win. I'm telling you, they would be this. I, I think they'd be the third favorite. They'd be the third. I, I, I think that you still would have Kansas City, and you might have Baltimore or Tennessee. But after that, it would, they would become, I think, a, they might be the second. I, I, let me rephrase that. Getting Fuller and where they're at, 
I think that they would be the second. I think you would have to put them door near the second spot to win in the Super Bowl. I mean, be an AFC favorite. I know yeah. this is charge and broadcast. What say you? What say you? You know what? I, I'm really interested to see if Deshaun because this is the thing Miami has Houston's picks that's why they're selecting third overall this year they're selecting third overall because they uh Houston sent them a couple of first rounders and a couple of second rounders for Laramie Tunsil their left tackle so that was one of the things that where I'm looking at it and I'm like Miami you could literally get out of this this year you could literally send Houston your your uh their picks back and then on top of that, maybe send them your one and maybe send a player that's maybe strapping you down a little bit cap wise. You could easily get out of this this year. It's not like when the when the Eagles traded send for your quarterback. Exactly. Send, send, send yeah, you send to right over. Yeah, and he still you got send four Tua and a couple of draft picks over and you get out of it this year. It's not like the Rams where the Rams three years of first round draft picks. You don't have to do that. You can get out of it this year. With just sending over back their picks, throwing in an extra first rounder, and then throwing in obviously um, throwing in Tua Tungavailoa, like you said, and you you've wiped your hands, and it's the, it's there, it's them now, and they they got rid of Deshaun Watson. You have your quarterback, and you don't have to give them any more picks later. So what would you when, when you think when, the way that I describe that in your opinion? If yeah. they got if they got Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, where would you put Miami in the pecking order? I would put them in third. I would have, I have Kansas City, Buffalo, and then probably Miami. I think, I think Buffalo signing Emmanuel Sanders, and then I, there's rumors that they're trying to get Zach Ertz from Philadelphia. If they can get Zach Ertz and they add him to that offense, boy, you 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 better watch out for the the Buffalo Bills next year. They're gonna, and you know what? I think Buffalo's a little PO'd with the way they got eliminated by Kansas City. Kansas City kind of slapped them around a little bit. I think, I really do think Buffalo is going to have something to say next year about the way they went out and everything. So I think I think they're going to be a little bit, uh, they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. So I like Buffalo a lot going and, into I, next year. And so do I. But here's the here's the X factor. You put Deshaun Watson in Miami. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you what I think that you, you if you have if I asked you, which defense would you take out of those three teams, Buffalo's, Miami. Or Kansas City, which defense? Ah, no, no, I, I would have to go. I would probably go Miami, Buffalo, and then Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, got you thinking, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah it made you. I, but see, but thank yeah. you. But you, look, I, I just wanted. That's why Fernando, I, I love doing this with you because one thing I love is you. You know football, and I yeah. and I love kind of challenging you. To come to the dark side. Come over here with me, Fernando. Come to the dark <laughs> side. Um, but see, that's just by going through that process. So if you already said Miami. That the better defense, that's why I said, okay, so now you got the best defense. Now, if you told me which all these quarterbacks, yeah, I would put, okay, Josh Allen's in, in the same breath as those three. And if you talk about who can get out of trouble, if you're talking about pocket peasants, I'd probably go Mahomes and I'd go yeah. maybe Josh. And then maybe then I, the third one would be Deshaun Watson. But who can make more plays with their feet as uh, far as those quarterbacks? Like who can make bigger runs if I talked about the quarterbacks with their legs, like making plays happen. Oh, that that's uh, Deshaun. Yes. So see what, so I'm, so so that's what I think out of all three of those, that's where I give him that. So I look at this Miami team, brother, if they get Deshaun Watson, I'm going to, I'm going to pick them to become, I I have them, I have them at one or two. That's how, that's what he, that's what he brings to the table. 
And you know what? That's why I, I, I feel so bad for Miami because Miami's still looking for their quarterback since Dan Marino left. And right here, you if Deshaun Watson goes there, you have a perfect opportunity of getting uh, your quarterback that you've been yearning for. He has his contract. You don't have to worry about re-signing him and all that. So I, I truly think that they're going to be good. But I, I want to shift the focus back to, I mean, obviously an up-and-coming team uh, talking about the Chargers. When you talk about what they have left to the holes that they have left to fill, how important is the cornerback position when it comes to everything? Because having a true number one corner, because right now I feel like the Chargers have some good people. They have Chris Harris Jr., who, you know, he has a yeah, that guy plays with. Yeah, he has a chip on his shoulder. You know what? I've always I've always called him Mighty Mouse. I just feel like he's one of those guys that he just knocks guys down. He's not that big, but he he comes with a lot of uh, a lot of swag. They have Michael Davis, who they just re-signed. And I think he's a good number two. I don't think he's a number one. But how important do you think it is for them to get a number, a true number one, whether it's in the draft, a trade, or something? How important to up and coming defense like the Chargers? How important is that number one cornerback uh, for their defense, Lorenzo? I think it's very important, but I'm going to tell you right now Rome wasn't built in a day. You <laughs> can't pray for rain and complain about the mud, Fernando. And I'll tell you right now the Chargers, if I'm the Charger team, I'm concentrating on offense and I'm solely on offense. And everyone on defense is going to be mad at me. And they're going to be like, oh, you know what? You sacrifice all the defense for offense. So what? I, hey, I'll tell you what. The league, you know it and I know it. It's yeah. about scoring. They want they, – the, the league is – they're for the scoring. They want to open the game up. They're calling more penalties. They, you can't grab guys. All the different things they're doing to make this game more exciting. You spend that money on the offense. Now, I, do they need to get a corner? Absolutely. Do they got to address that position? Absolutely. But right now – I'm addressing offense. I want my offense to be able to get in a shootout a la Kansas City, a la Green Bay. You think about those teams that even even, or even early in the year, their defense came along later, Tampa Bay. They were shootout. When you think about what you want, you want to make sure you have that offense that it can score. And, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to get sure. In a perfect world, I'd like to address the corner position and do a lot more, you know, get better up front in the trenches. But right now, for me, it's all hands on deck. I'd rather get in a shooting contest and let my young quarterback sling it around, run the ball, build my offensive them. line, and guess what I do next year? Next year, I think about getting to that defense. There you go. Man, honestly, I think Sean Merriman, Quentin Jammer, all these guys are going to come after us, Lorenzo, because you just said that the offense was more important than the defense right now. So I I, I think Quentin Jammer, Sean Merriman, all these guys are going to come after uh, Jamal Williams are going to be like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. They, hey, they said I turned cold, but you, I think no, you I, get the I understand what you're right saying. Now, the league has changed. Yeah, it has. It well, has 100%. It, it, it has, and, and you got to protect your quarterback, right? No, and right now, imagine you'd be making Kyle Juszczyk money, uh, Lorenzo. Somebody like you, you'd be making that top doll, that top uh, Kyle Juszczyk money. Yeah, Fernando, if I was making that type of money, the Kyle Juszczyk money, Guess what, Fernando? Me and you. What time is it right now? Let me look. It's uh two one fifty five. Hell, it's, me and you would be at the club popping bottles, it's baby. Five o'clock we'd somewhere. We'd be making it happen if I had twenty seconds. Yeah, it's five <laughs> o'clock somewhere. Me and you'd be at the strip joint shaking it up, man. Making it happen if I got that kind of money, man. Bless Cal Hughes' heart. Wow, twenty seven million for a fullback. Not bad. No, I think that's <laughs> awesome. But yeah, but if I got paid like that, trust me, Fernando. 
you and I, we would be at a, not at a, we wouldn't be at partying, but we would be having a, a nice fat steak right now and some lobster and, and enjoying ourselves because uh, that, that's, a, that's a great contract, especially for the fullback position. Yep. Uh, Well-deserved by Cal Houston. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back here a minute. You and I were talking about what New England was doing and what their yeah. terminology and what their, what they, how they're building their team. And we're talking about the Chargers, where they're building two different teams, different philosophy. In your opinion right now, which team is which team is poised to make the playoffs out of these two teams? Uh, where do you put Belichick's team, and where do you put the Chargers? What do you what, what do you think? Which team, in your opinion, uh, is going to be a, have a better season? The only reason, Lorenzo, why I would say New England is just because of the experience of Bill Belichick. But then I look at everything goes by the quarterback, and to me, the quarterback, there's no competition, and, I, and no offense to Cam Newton. But I just think Justin Herbert is light years ahead of Cam Newton. Um, I think Justin is is incredible. I just want to know more about this coaching staff. The thing is, they're so young. They're bringing in college coaches. There's not a lot of really a lot of head coaching experience on this team. Um, so I'm I'm really interested to see the whole dynamic and the way it works. But hey, if if Brandon Saley told us from his opening press conference, it truly could be something unique that we see with this Chargers team. I'm very interested to see what uh, Joe Lombardi, the um, the offensive coordinator, is going to bring to the Chargers. But as of right now, I mean, I would have to say New England just because their defense is a lot more um, their defense is a lot more predominant than the Chargers is right now. I think like the Chargers are still building it. They have some holes at free safety. Um, with Rayshon Jenkins heading to Jacksonville. They have some holes on the defensive line. Melvin Ingram still hasn't signed anywhere. He's still a free agent, but I, I don't expect him to be back. And then you look at some of the other holes that they have. They're, they're a cornerback with Casey Hayward getting released. So there's a lot of questions there. And then offense, you have to patch up the rest of that offensive line. But I think the Chargers are close. I wouldn't be surprised if they made it on the 7th or 8th or 7th, 8th. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make the seventh or sixth seed. I think they're good enough, but I just think New England is going to be up there. I feel like they're going to compete, especially with all the moves that they've made. So as of right now, I would have to say New England's more likely to make the um, the playoffs, but I would not be surprised if the Chargers were able to to muster it up and, and put together a playoff team. Yeah, I, I just I, that's a, that, the reason why I asked that because I think it's it's going to be it's too close to call. I think when you look it at the is. Chargers, I don't think there's Guys don't know much about other teams. Opposition don't know much about this new head coach. So I think the Chargers are going to be a very formidable opponent. And I think they're going to catch a lot of people off guard because I, I think, Fernando, they're going to be flying around. I think you're, you're like their head coach, young, you know, a lot of zeal. I think you're going to have this team believing because you got rid of a lot of, of bad habits. You're changing the face of the offensive line. You're doing so many different things. And he wants to build. I think you're going to have a young team that aren't going to know how good they can be. And it's going to be very pivotal for them, Justin Herbert, to get off to a great start. I think if you start off with a win, I think the, the sky's the limit. That's what, the, for me, when you're playing a young team and you have a lot of potential, which this Charger team has, you can get a couple wins early, Fernando. That just takes you and builds, and then you then you just think you're unbeatable. So I think it's going to be very, very critical for this team to get off to a good start. And I think they're doing that offensively with the moves that they're making. Yeah, and definitely, Lorenzo, it, it just seems like this Chargers franchise in the last few years have gotten off to slow starts to start a season. 
I mean, it, yes. it, it happened with Mike McCoy. It's happened with Anthony Lynn. It happened in the back end of North Turner's uh, tenure as the head coach. So definitely you need to get off to a fast start. You need to get off to a three and one record or, or a five and one or something to that extent. You need to be able to muster games together and put teams away. And that's what I feel like. I feel like that's what Brandon Saley's really going to um, hone in on when it comes to this offseason. Because last year, Lorenzo, when they blew all those double-digit leads, people wanted to talk about the defense. People wanted to talk about the offense. No, sir. It was all it was all three, fa- all four phases of the game. It was, it was coaching. It was special teams. It was defense. And it was offense. The offense would slow down. The defense had injuries. And they just became uh, – they went to prevent defense sometimes. And there was a lot of questions. Um, Michael Badgley was missing kicks. The punt, the, the their punts weren't as good. They were just it was just atrocious special teams last year. And then coaching, I mean, sometimes you'd look and you'd be like, "So what the hell are you doing? Like, yeah, what are you guys, what are you guys doing ultimately?" And I mean, if the blown leads weren't enough, they lost forty-five to zero to New England, where they just looked like they shouldn't have even been on the same field as the Patriots. So it's just one of those things where you just question a lot of different things. But I feel like Brandon Saley is going to bring this team together and he's going to tell them, guys, we have an opportunity to make something special and do something special. So I feel like he's going to, I think he's going to reach these guys to the player out to the players that he's going to get them together. And really it's going to be interesting to see the way him and this team uh, get started this off, this off season and this season. But man, I can't believe it's barely the middle towards the end of March. And we still got a couple more months left before we get to see them on the field. I know, man. This is crazy. Look at this. I mean, with Brandon, you just start to feel like, God, I feel like we're just the chemistry and this Charger team and what the rest of the league is doing. It's just meriting a great conversation, Fernando. Yeah. A great conversation for you and I. A great conversation for the Charger fans, the Chargers faithful to listen to. Because I think they want to be astute. And I, th- I say this with a great deal of, you know, optimism and, and not also just, just clarity that, hey, look, people are football fans of Chargers, football fans of the Chargers. They're football fans, too. They're, they're not just Charger fans. They're football fans. And so I think when we talk about other teams and what they're doing, you know, because I know that some of the, our fans, some of our fans, maybe the Chargers going to have a bye or maybe they play on a Monday night and the game's already over. They, so and it, it's a Sunday. A lot of our fans, because they're football fans, and, and I know they're Charger fans, too, but because they're football fans in general, they might want to make some money. So I like to send them to bet online. What say you? Ooh, baby, you know. <laughs> I, had I saw you look. You, I had gotten you, you twice, and you, you just, you, you. Oh my god! <laughs> so you before, looked at me like, whoa, that was too good. You like, whoa, where are you going with that? <laughs> oh my god! So before we let you guys go, like Lorenzo said, let's talk about bet online. There's a lot of stuff uh, going on right now. There's a lot of changes happening in the NFL. Stuff is moving up on on Super Bowl odds. You know, fans like to like the, like to keep those open and bet on those all year long. Uh, NBA is starting to get tight. The playoffs are on the horizon. March Madness starts today, which fans are very excited about. It's March Madness season. NHL starting to uh, uh, to come to an end. So definitely, bet online is a place to go. They also cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Love it, brother. That was a good one. 
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.